0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Now with 23 points. So the Mavericks, with their second road win of the season, both in New York beat the Nets. And now the Knicks. 121 to 100, the final.
0: Yep. Very disappointing crowd at the Garden this afternoon. As a poor second half by the Knicks causes their demise.
1: Knicks dropped to 10 of 13 on the season. It's their fifth straight loss at home as Jalen Brunson embraced by his former head coach, Jason Kidd.
2: Okay. Well, It was nice that that game mercifully finally officially ended as it had actually ended about an hour ago um, when both teams emerged from halftime. Final score was 121-100. does not matter. Um, I could care less that they, I guess, made it more respectable. 21-point final margin, more respectable. Yeah, that's how bad things were. Um, I am, for anybody watching on YouTube, I'm reporting, recording, not from my usual friendly confines, but from... Um, my in-laws house, which is perhaps for the best because I would not want to be anywhere near my apartment and anywhere around my my usual Nick stuff for fear of the stink of that game getting on anything that I had to live with in my home moving forward. Uh, If you're looking for silver linings, if you're looking for a measured response, if you're looking for someone to come on here, and talk you off the ledge, and well, when you look at it like this, and well, actually, yeah, you're you're in the wrong place today. Just putting the right that right out there, so in case in case anybody wants to get off the Titanic before we go submerge beneath the depths. Now's your last chance. Last lifeboats are leaving. Um, let's start at the top with the obvious uh, couple of things. A performance like this is a performance that gets a coach fired. Uh. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, not by itself. Not by itself. To be clear, every team in the NBA has performances like this. Um, it's a it's a three point shooting league. Um, you can you can be a little deflated, especially in an afternoon game going up against arguably the most talented offensive player in basketball. Guys hit shots, like all that's well and good. That's fine. The reason why this is a performance that gets a coach fired is twofold. One. It's not the first time something like this has happened uh, Two, it's not the first time something like this has happened this season at Madison Square Garden. And I, you know, I've said it before. Uh, James Dolan is, he doesn't want to be in the sports business. He wants to be in the entertainment business. The Knicks are an entertainment product for him. Uh, and when his entertainment product gets booed off the floor, you know, two, three times in the first 20, whatever, two games of the season, 23 games of the season, Uh, that's, that's not a great look. And this is another really bad last and loss. And number, number three, and this is really the key. Uh, the Knicks are going to drop down to probably 20. I don't know what they are right now. 25th in defense are going to drop down to 25th, 27th in defense, something like that. Um, they look like a defense that is broken. And if you have a coach that is ostensibly in there for his defensive acumen and his team is seemingly not adjusting to the ways of the NBA in the year of our Lord 2022, um, where his scheme, you know, is breaking a lot more than it is bending. Uh, with teams like getting, like it's once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, or what is it? Once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, three times is a trend. Well, Fred Katz just tweeted it out before. Um, I'll just, I don't want to screw up the the stats, so I'll just get it right from him. Uh, the Knicks give up the most three point attempts and the second most makes in the NBA. They give up the third most wide open threes. The Mavs were 26, 24 for 60 from deep. So like, if you want to talk about why this is a game that is going to potentially get the coach fired right there. Um, that's it. Do I think the coach is going to get fired before tomorrow? No, they've game tomorrow. I, I, I mean, nothing would shock me, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, I, I said something to this effect earlier in the year and I was, I was way ahead of the game, but I thought like, Oh, we could be headed there. If things don't markedly improve, well, we're here now. And I think the next, Maybe next game tomorrow against Cleveland, maybe the next two games. uh, If you want to throw in the Atlanta game, Tibbs is coaching for his job. I'm sure he doesn't look at it like that, but like, yeah, I think that's what's on the line here. I'm not going to sit here and defend Tibbs, Um, but what I will say, and um, this is the only thing I'm going to have to say, and then we're going to turn it over to the super chats, because I'm sure people are going to be um, vocal after a game like this. When you, as an organization, get to when – you, when, you, when you make it your business to have one plan, not two plans, not three plans, not four plans, just, just one plan, one path. And you make that path blatantly apparent to everybody – Everybody who watches the sport, everybody who's employed in the sport, everybody who's employed on the team, like all of those sorts of things. When you ma- I mean, hell, the, the plan was apparent, the, like the second Leon Rose was hired, it was like, oh, OK, they're going to go try to trade for a star. OK, great. Fine. When it's that obvious. And then you get to the precipice and you're right there. And you don't close the deal. And i'm I'm not we're not going to sit here and rehash the Donovan Mitchell trade right now, whether they should have given up what it would have caused to get Donovan Mitchell, whether they were right to not give up whatever. That, that's neither here nor there. What is here and there is that when you get to the precipice and then you pull it back, the collateral damage potentially with something like that is, I think, as we're seeing now, potentially catastrophic because the an NBA season is always going to be tough. You're always going to have ups and downs. You're always going to have challenges. You're always going to have moments where it's like, Hey guys, we got to, we got to pull together like a three point barrage by a bunch of guys. You know, some guys that used to play for your team and a guy that I'm sure would very much, uh, they'd very much like to play for their team and Luka Doncic. Like you're going to have those moments. You have those moments every game and you need to have the intestinal fortitude. And you could beat shitty teams on talent alone. And the Knicks have beat shitty teams on talent alone this season. What they haven't done, I would argue, you know, you want to give me the Utah game. That's fine. You give me the Utah game. Um, Maybe even the Denver game. Although, you know, what are they without Jokic really? So real, I mean, and even the Utah game, like Utah, that was go look at Utah's record since that game. Um, Good team, but like, so that's their most impressive win of the season. I would argue that, like, how many other impressive wins do they have? Do they have any? Against good teams or decent teams, which, like, newsflash, there's 20, 20 teams that fall into that category in league this year. Um, you need to have a little some extra. You need to be able to pull together. You need to be strong internally. You know, it's like making your core strong as a boxer. You have to have that. And what the Knicks have revealed to us this year is that that is missing. And I think that's because, with the exception of Jalen Brunson and maybe Quentin Grimes, maybe Julius Randle, because who the hell knows what the organization is telling him, how big of a part he is moving forward, whether they secretly think he's still part of the core. I don't know. So outside of like two, maybe three guys, Everybody knows that they're expendable. Everybody knows that they were on the chopping block this summer. Everybody knows that it wasn't about them. It wasn't about r j knows it wasn't about him. Quickly knows it wasn't about him. Obi knows it wasn't about him. Fournier I mean they had him out the door like cam, if anybody was willing to give up anything for him, he would have been out the door. Like all of these guys know it wasn't about them. It was about the picks and when that's a situation heading into a year. It makes the whole plan of like, well, we didn't like that star trade, so we're going to keep kicking the can down the road until we get to the next star trade that we like. It makes the plan look really stupid and really shitty. And here's why. Inherent in that plan, and this is evidenced by the fact that they have spent all manner of free agent dollars on veterans over the last three summers, really, since Leon Rose came aboard. Inherent in that plan is that you have to look good to make yourself appealing as a franchise. That's been, again, right next to like line 1A of the the plan, get a superstar. Line 1B is look competent so said superstar wants to come to your franchise. When you create that situation, which is a situation that they've created now this year, because you came so close and you tried to pull it back because you didn't like what what you were going to be left with after the trade. You, you you've now now you don't get your cake and you can't eat it either. Now you've lost the ability to have that fail safe, right? Because everybody knows like they're only they're expendable. Everybody knows they're only here until the next star trade. Everybody knows the coach is going to be on the chopping block the second things get dicey. Um it makes it that much harder to maintain accountability and it makes it even more hard to maintain accountability when, oh, by the way, two of the three figureheads on the roster, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, I'm not going to get on them today because everybody was terrible. And the two of them had the the best halves of anybody in the first half, but we've seen issues with them all, all season long. When you need to maintain their value because you know that they are going to be the primary outgoing pieces in the eventual star trade. And thus it limits your ability to be truly accountable with either of those. Because you know that, and they know that they are, you know, they're just transient entities here. Like, and other guys on the roster see that. You get shit like this. You get shit like this. And again, you know, anybody out there thinks I'm overreacting to one game. It's not one game. It's not one game. You know, you're not the 27th ranked defense or 26th ranked defense in the league. Off of one game, you know, that 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 has been a season long achievement. This is now I don't know how many really bad losses Do you want to say they have you want to throw the Portland game in. Is it five really bad losses? Is it six really bad losses in twenty twenty three games? It's not good. Um, It'll it'll be I would imagine it will be the coach will be the first to go if they don't Win. I don't know, do they have to win one of these next two games? Do they do they have to win tomorrow? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing would surprise me. I mean, shit, they could be having a press conference right now, uh, impromptu, uh, Leon and Wes coming out there, uh, Scotty and Scotty and Steve style. Uh, even that would shock me. Nothing would shock me. Nothing would shock me. Because this is this is when it gets bad. And um this is the this is the bed that Leon and and Wes have made for themselves um you know but it's also the bed that james dolan has made for himself because he hired these guys and he hired these guys because they sold him a bill of goods that we're going to be able to give you a winner without ever bottoming out we're going to keep your entertainment product entertaining that's why they got the job because i guarantee you no executive around the league worth their salt went into James Dolan's office or, or, or anything of that, you know, Talked to him on the phone and was like, Oh yeah, no, well I'll, I'll get you there without, you know, there's, we don't need to tank. We don't need to bottom out. We don't need to trade any good player. We could, we could keep it, you know, keep this thing only on the up and up. We're going to keep winning and winning and winning. And then we're going to make the it, like, it doesn't work like that. There's no easy way outs in the NBA. Like nobody's ever been able to do it without a star player in house um, to start with. Um it's just really freaking tough. You know, it's just really freaking tough the way the the way the league is today. That's it. That's all I got. Um open the floodgates, whatever you guys want to talk about, whoever you want to throw under the bus, whoever you want to kill. I'm here for it. And uh let's uh let's talk about this. But first, reminder from our good friends at Winbet. Download the Winbet app or visit www.winbet.com. To start winning, I hope you bet the Mavs today. I probably won a lot of money. Bet all the Mavs overs. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet hundred dollars, win hundred dollars. Download, bet, win. Thank you again to our friends at Wimbet for sponsoring this. This uh, I don't know what this is gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a. It's, it's gonna be a something. That's what it's gonna be. Forgotten NYC. Can someone just say it already? Waiting for a star trade to bail you out is not a good plan. How Rose's seat is not on fire is beyond me Purgatory exclamation point um, thanks for getting us started off, forgotten uh, yeah, and like I just you know i I should have said it explicitly up front because I forget that not everybody is as as in tune with Nick's news as as me or some other people the The other reason why this is a giant red flag is Ian's report from a few days ago saying. There's internal pressure, and this is the key part. It's not just on the coach. So I don't know what that means. Like, do I think Leon Rose is in danger of like getting fired? Like, I I don't think that. But then again, I, I, you know, I I don't, I mean, you don't fire a president before you fire a coach. Like, I know I'm a big Tibbs defender. Like that, that would seem to be crazy, but um, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. And it's not a, it's not a, it's not a good plan. It's not a plan. It's the finish line. It is not a plan. A plan is step 1, step 2, step 3, step 4, step 5. And holy shit, if what we've seen from this front office and the moves that they've made, if those have been their step 1, step 2, step 3, step 4, ooh. Start start looking, start start reading the one ads. Yeah. Uh, thanks to again to start us off, Ryan Huang, Knicks and third quarters. Name a worst duo. I'll wait. Um, what was that shitty uh, Netflix movie? Red Notice. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. They were pretty bad. Um, uh, shout out to Oz and and uh, Andrew on their on their pod final review. They gave. They would, any, anytime somebody like appeared in like a garbage project that was for like clearly a, a paycheck, they would get red noticed. I think I'm, I think I'm about to red notice the Knicks. The Knicks are officially red noticed. That's a, That's the best I could do. Busy. What's going on, Busy? Thank you for the generous contribution. This game is a fireable offense. A team clearly goes small and exploits your uh, too big, too slow lineup. You fail to adjust and blow a double digit lead and get blown out. Um Yeah, I mean that that's fine. That we've been talking about this all year, right? The Knicks have pivots to make. The the pivot is you go small, you know, whether it's with Julius and Obi, or just like with one of those guys, and you put all your wings on the floor. But one, Thibodeau doesn't believe Thibodeau believes that the best way to play defense in the NBA is to have a rim protector on the floor at all times. He has never employed a switch everything scheme. I don't even think they practice a switch everything scheme. Um, is there a fair argument that in the NBA today, you need to have a switch everything scheme in your back pocket? Yeah, there is sure. And um, it's not like he doesn't have the personnel to do it. So yeah, if you I mean, look, it, Again, if, if your argument for why and I think it is probably the best argument at this point, uh, that plus like is the team just kind of quitting on him in front of our eyes. Um, if that's your argument for why Tibbs needs to go, you know, that's fine. But but the one the one thing I will say, you have a ton of money locked up in these centers and the front office, you know, was complicit. They were they were accomplices, so to speak. So there's going to be a a, a potential roster issue moving forward. Although, like, look, you got these guys. um, You don't have to play them all the time like other coaches. But then again, that comes down to your organizational culture, like being having a Mitchell Robinson be okay with the fact that he might only get 15 minutes in a game and a Hardenstein might only get 10 minutes and you might spend 20 minutes playing going small like they haven't shown that kind of culture. Maybe if they get rid of Tibbs, they'll have it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Have the Knicks ever made a game-winning adjustment at halftime? I, you know, they have at times, but like an extreme adjustment, the one that we're kind of talking about? No. Probably some recency bias, but losing the third quarter was a used issue last year, too. It's not Obi's fault he looks so bad. Misused and no consistent minutes. Yeah, I'm, Obi's looked rough recently. Cam has looked rough recently. I'm not putting that on those guys. I'm not putting that on those guys. I mean, you know, Obi in particular. Obi's done everything this organization has asked him to do. And then some since he got drafted, he's worked on all the proper parts of his game. I, I had a whole thing on this when I was on the pit with Ian Begley and Steph Bondi um, a couple of days ago, you invested the eighth overall pick in this guy and you're not using him the right way. And that is a, you know, I would argue that that's more a front office thing, but you want to blame the coach too. That's fine. Thanks Ryan. Busy with one more. Thank you, busy. And don't talk to me about this front office. There's enough talent on this team to beat um, to beat Dallas. The coach has to use his tools right. Well, I'll push back there. I'll push back there. Not only for the reasons that I stated at the top, which is that it's not always about talent. It's about having the right. Like, you know, the coach isn't the only one who sets the mindset of an organization. That comes from the top. That comes from the front office that has to come from the front office. Like you have to be like the best organizations are ones that are rock solid throughout and where there's accountability up and down. You know, it's not like the front office gets to play fast and loose with the, with the entire roster over, you know, during trade negotiations in the summer. And then when, when training camp gets here, be like, Oh, it's all on you coach to get all these guys motivated to play hard. Like that's not fair. That's not fair. And the other part that I'll say is, again, defensively, this roster is built to to have a, a true five on the floor. But more than that, and, and Fred Katz has been all over this one, too. Like the Knicks, it, their three most prominent players are all guys that operate or want to operate inside the arc. And when you are in a league that has teams like the Mavs, and it's they're, God knows they're not the only one. I mean, most teams are like this that just could get hot and that are totally and eminently comfortable firing away 50 plus times from three in a game. And you have a roster that you're just not firing up more than like 30 threes in a game. Like that's an issue. That's a structural issue and get, you know, like I'm I'm not trying to defend Tibbs, but like give them credit for being, being as good as they are offensively, but yeah, defensively, like defensively, do they have the talent to be better than the defense that they've shown a thousand percent. So you're right there. You're right there. Rob Delusma, One word fam. Wow. And that's all I got. Well, I said a lot of words at the top. I don't think I have a word that's better than that. Yeah. This was stunning. This was absolutely stunning after what we saw at the first half, Thomas Jones, Thomas, thank you so much for the very generous contribution. Appreciate you, man. um, finally got to watch one of these live. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's um, I feel bad for you, man. Um, And that's the effort they give. Most infuriating thing is Tim Hardaway Jr. destroying us. I could have lived with a Luca 100 point game, just mainly chiming in to cry and you guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Appreciate the contribution. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) drag I'm not gonna drag Steve Mills and, and Scott Perry. Although no, no, I could drag I can drag Scott Perry through the mud. Scott Perry was was here when they made that trade. The, the uh the uh the trade that prioritized a salary dump more than any trade in NBA history, uh five months before you needed to dump the salary. That was that was that was something. Uh yeah, I mean it, it kills you. It kills you to see guys that you had and that you paid a tax to give away come into your building and put it on you like that. It's just it's brutal. It's, I wish I had something better to say. It's it, it's brutal to hear him like to see him like mouthing off and like knowing that he's got their number right now and knowing what his performance is doing to the people in this building potentially. You know, these guys are smart. They 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 know what's up in New York. Yeah. It's rough. Sorry I have to watch that live. Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Tibbs has lost the team. Maybe. Complete no show. When a coach has an established identity and the roster isn't suited to match it, everyone is to blame. Firing Tibbs will only expose more of what's wrong with this team. I yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there are people out there who will who will pretty vehemently disagree with that part. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who think if they fire the coach, things will get better. Um I'm not so sure. Um, I like it comes down like to me. You know, again, you, offense isn't your issue. Offense is not your issue. Structurally, it's a flawed team. But like, you tenth in offense after 22 games. Clearly, you can score enough, and clearly. Like again, I, I I refuse to believe that any NBA team isn't capable of being at the very least a top twenty NBA defense, and probably more like a top fifteen. If you if you try hard enough, and if you have a scheme that makes sense, um, is Johnny Bryant going to engender more accountability with this roster? Is he going to be able to like rejigger the scheme and have guys be able to learn it to the point where they don't? Make a bunch of mistakes, like I see a bunch of pitfalls. If if Brian takes over midseason, you know what? Because that's the, that's the problem. Is it's it's not like it's not a blatant lack of effort. It's like guys like the scheme is clearly with the effort that they're giving, which is let's say subpar. And with the scheme, it's just a terrible combination because for this scheme to work, and I've said this before, you need to have maximum effort and pristine execution. And they do not have pristine execution and they do not have maximum effort. So, like, if you, so then what's the solution? Do you change the scheme mid season? Can they do that? Can it work? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm curious. You know, I don't really care if they fire tips tomorrow. I'll I'll be fine with it. Thanks, Asian. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the contribution.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
1: Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. 100 win 100. Download the win bet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple.
2: Drew P., what's going on, Drew? Thank uh, tank just tank. <laughs> you need a true top player in the last 11 years. Four players won chips, and since we're not getting Giannis or Luca. Victor is the best shot at a chip. Well, I hate to break it to you. If they tank this year, it ain't going to be on purpose. It's going to be by accident. Now, has this organization shown us the ability to inadvertently tank? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, would, I would refer you back to um, Phil Jackson's first year in charge running the show. Coming off of what did they win uh in 2013 14? They win 37 games, 36, 35, somewhere in that, 35 to like 38 games. Uh, and they won 17 the next year. And I guarantee you, Phil Jackson thought that they were gonna win a lot more games than that. Um, and they got, you know, and they got they got Porzingis out of it. So, and then in even in 2017, 18, I mean, they won 17 games that year, too. And I know everybody thinks that, like, that was always the plan. That was not the plan. Steve Mills and Scott Perry wanted to have, like, a feisty 30-plus win roster that season. That's what they wanted. And the team won 17 games again. So, like, is it possible that you might still get your wish and they might still tank? I I, Sure, I guess. I think this roster is probably a little bit too talented for that. What I think is much more likely... Is that they make an in season trade and it's a big one. Um, maybe not for a star player, but like where you're giving up a young player, where you're giving up a pick, where you're giving up multiple picks, maybe not unprotected picks of your own, but like some of these protecteds, like if I had if I had to place my chip on something that you're gonna you're gonna see, you're gonna see another band aid, you know? And um, I have a feeling it's probably gonna be a trade that people are not gonna like. That'd be my guess. That's just a guess though. Who knows? I'd love to be I'd love to be wrong. Harrison Rich, what's going on, Harrison? That was the third time the Knicks allowed 23 plus threes in a game. No other team has done that more than once. It's not a coincidence. Tibbs needs to go. Yeah, that's the that's the argument. That's the argument. The scheme breaks too easily in the league right now. But like again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It works if you have maximum effort, maximum execution. He's not getting maximum effort and the execution is not there. But those two things also fall on Tibbs. So not all on Tibbs, but primarily on Tibbs, which is why, yes, probably does need to start with him. Uh, Thanks, Harrison. Appreciate that. Robert Cross. Oh, goodness. Oh, my Lord. This was a goddamn embarrassment at your boy, John. I want the shyster. The bloom was never on the rose out of here with his plan. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, Robert. Don't know if this is the year you're going to get that 53. I don't know. Keep hope alive, though. Keep hope alive. Uh, Maybe you get your wish on Leon Rose. Not not. I don't think that's happened anytime soon, though. But maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. We'll see. I wouldn't mind. Um, Hush Sue. What's going on, Hush? I've sung Grimes' praises a lot, but I can't help but feel for Cam. He lost his starting job and did everything Tibbs wanted. I would ha- half-ass my role, too. Yeah, I, f- I-, I was watching him there in the first half, especially. And I was like, "Some he's not right. He's not right. And it's a- it's a shame because he was playing so well. And... You know, who is that on? Like I, I agree with you. Grimes should start. Um I don't know. I mean, like, should I guess if Rose is out of the rotation, which there's an argument that Rose should certainly be out of the rotation. He has he has not been good. Um, his his points per shot attempt are like under one at this point. they it's really bad. Uh that would get Cam some more minutes but I also think he's another one of these guys where it's like, he's done what they asked him to do. And he's looking around and being like, well, what am I doing all this for? Like, I'm not, I'm playing 15 minutes a game. I'm getting, you know, like five shot attempts a night. If I'm lucky. Um, again, this is, this is a casualty of trying to kick the cam down the road and keeping everything copacetic. In the meantime, there are, there are, there is collateral damage. I don't care who your coach is. There's going to be collateral damage when you operate how this, how this team has operated. Um, good comment there. Appreciate that. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Send dinosaur Tibbs to extinction as well. That would be a win now move. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, at this point, I feel pretty confident that we're going to find out what this team is going to look like post-Tibs. Um, and as I say that, as I say that, who knows? Maybe they show up tomorrow and they beat Cleveland. I'm not counting on it. Cleveland, by net rating at least, is the, um, I think they're the third best team in basketball. Maybe they're neck and neck uh, top two. So they're really good. And Donovan Mitchell's really good. And Darius Garland's really good. And the whole fucking team is really good. They're well coached. They know what they're doing on both ends. Um, I don't know. Maybe you find out. Maybe maybe you find out forty eight hours from now what a post Tibbs world is going to look like. Um, we'll see. Huh. Just got yeah. I just got a little uh little little note from a little birdie. Yeah, I, I, I it 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 seems like Tom maybe doesn't have the whole locker room right now. I'll just say that. But uh yeah, I, I think I don't think it's limited to him. I think everybody in the garden at this point is probably not feeling very secure and safe. Uh, but but it'll start with tips. Kevin Denishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Fireable game. However, I just want to say that I don't think you could play much worse than Cam Mitch did today. RJ, please drop weight. Grimes is good. Yeah, Grimes is really good today. Uh I thought Mitch, yeah, as an aside, I, I was that was probably if they, if they had just lost like a norm, in a normal fashion, my first big criticism of this game would have been on Mitchell Robinson. It is so frustrating and infuriating that you have this player now in year five. Year five. And we are having the same conversations about him that we did in year one. Where it's like, oh, my God, Mitchell Robinson, amazing game last night. That dude could be a real difference maker in the league. And then the next game, it's like, what did Mitch did Mitch not sleep well last night? Like, did he have a bad pregame meal? Like, what's going on with him? He doesn't look he's like not making an impact at all. We were having those fucking conversations four years ago. And we're having the same fucking conversations now. You know, for anybody who, who, was, who was trepidatious about giving him four years and $60 million, it's not because of the ceiling. It's about his ability to ever be a consistent player night in and night out. We have never seen that from this player. And we still are not seeing that from this player. It's very frustrating. Cam, I'll I'm, I'm give more of a pass though. Um, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Brian Benjamin. Early games are hard. Take no stock in it, everyone. Uh, uh, Sorry, you're you're barking up the wrong tree here. The Mavs came out sleepwalking, sleepwalking in this game. They had like you know like the the um, oh my god, what am I picturing? The Pinocchio like the, the, the Geppetto, the like the the full length pajamas and like the hat with the little pom pom on the end, like the little the little. A little pajama hat. I don't know why I pictured Geppetto in that outfit, but um, they came out wearing that instead of their fucking uniforms. And the Knicks played really well. In the, the Knicks played great in the first half. I can't believe we haven't even, that doesn't come up, but the Knicks played fantastic in the first half. The reason why they should have been up 20 going into halftime, and the reason they weren't up 20 is because they gave the ball away a few, too, too many times. They had seven or eight turnovers. They gave up too many offensive rebounds, seven or eight offensive rebounds in the first half. And then they went through a stretch in the, first, in the second quarter where they just like were missing easy shots, where they weren't fully locked in. Um, and that's why it was a game at halftime. You knew the Mavs were going to come out with some effort in the second half. Where the fuck were the Knicks? You're home. You are home. You're the home team. Those are your fans. And that's the effort you come out with after halftime. Come on. Like something is broken. It's broken. I don't know how many people have to lose their jobs or get traded to fix it. But. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, TK, uh, or Hushu, with another one. I've not commented on Tibbs all season because I have wanted to give him at least twenty games. It's time to move on. Seriously, he has lost the team. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll do a little refresh on the old NBA stats page, um, and see if the Knicks' uh, updated defensive rating is up there yet. Um, and see what exactly that is. So. Yep, it has updated. The Knicks are now 26th in the league in defense behind the Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, Kings. Here are the the teams that the Knicks are better in defense than. You ready for this list? The Magic, the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Spurs. Those are the teams that have worse defenses than the Knicks. There is your fireable offense. And like... I don't know if it's he lost the team. I don't know if it's that guys are sick of playing in this scheme. I don't know if it's that the scheme can't work anymore. I don't know what it is, but if you're 26th, then those are the four teams you're ahead of. You can't, you know, you can't. That's no, just no, no. And, and by the way, last thing on that, I've I've come on here many times and I've written many times that you can really you really can maybe boil down the Knicks defensive issues to Julius Randle and and RJ Barrett this season who have been very bad defensively. And if you want to throw the loss of of Mitch in there too cuz he was out for a while. If you as a coach can't figure out how to either solve that issue, how to minimize that issue, how to motivate those guys more? How to change things up because you know it's clearly not working with how those guys are going out there and performing? Whether it's an accountability thing, whether it's an a, any of those things, then that again, if it's if it's you, you could you could lay blame elsewhere up to a certain point. Twenty sixth in defense being better than only those four teams is past that point, wherever that point is. So yeah, that's fair. Um, thanks, Hush. Forgotten NYC with one more hashtag dinosaur tips and his defensive schemes are ancient. Yeah, I mean, again though, if he gets fired, are are they going to be able to instill a new scheme? Is it gonna be good? Can they can they figure it out on the fly? Um, we'll probably find out soon enough. We'll see. It is kind of fun. Uh, Let me read this comment, then I'll say what I was going to say. ML Nair, I've resisted this to date, but Tibbs has to go. The coach can't stand there and and appear clueless. He does appear clueless right now, ML. Uh, Thanks for the comment. I I do think it is interesting, though, that... (laughs) Man, talk about things coming full circle. Of all the things that we've complained about, not me, mostly other people, But that of the complaints that have been made about Tom Thibodeau over the last, um, even going back to the to the we here season with Peyton, you know, rotations, um, you know, no staggering, playing the wrong guys, not playing the kids enough, no accountability for Randall, um, lack of offensive creativity. All the things, all the things. There's probably five or six, seven, whatever it's been. It is so funny to me, to me at least, because I have a sick fucking sense of humor, but it is so funny to me that the thing that is going to get him fired is arguably the number one fear that a lot of people had the day he got the job, which is that he relies on a defensive scheme that worked before the NBA became, a you know, the three point shooting league that it is now. And people pointed to the Minnesota defensive numbers and they were like, those were shit. And other people, me included, were like, well, you can't really judge it because, you know, Cat was there and he stunk and like Wiggins wasn't defending really. And uh, you look at the numbers with Jimmy, Jimmy and Taj on the floor and it's great defensive numbers. And now we're—it's so funny—we're sitting here and having the same fucking conversations. Because I could sit here and I could tell you, like, hey, look at the defensive numbers when the backups are on the floor. The defensive numbers are good. Look at when IQ's on the floor. Look at when Obi's on the floor. Look at when, you know, when Cam's been on the floor this season. Well, maybe not Cam because he's played with the starters a bunch. But like, that argument loses so much of its teeth when, like, because like, you need to have a scheme that works. With everybody, including your most prominent players who are on the floor for 30 plus minutes a game. And like, yeah, they, you know, they, they should not get absolved to be very clear. But, you know, the arguments, the arguments really do do start to fall flat. But it is funny to me that that's the thing that's probably going to get them canned. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, thanks, ML. Um, Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. I trade Randall for a third rounder. <laughs> I don't care. Hashtag #53 wins. Yeah, the Randall thing, I mean, he had a really he had a great first half. You could say that that was his best half of the season from a process, effort, execution standpoint. Um I it's Oh, ah, I thought I went out for a second, I think. Um you know, they it, the, the the coach will be the 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 you know, the top storyline, um, what they do with Randall remains the elephant in the room for me. Because I don't know. I'll tell you this. I bet you they could get something better than a third rounder for him. They're not going to have to settle for that. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it, man. Um, stay, stay strong. Hush you with one more Randall holding the ball and a uh, turnover masterclass followed by not closing out on his man masterclass. I don't care how many points he scored his post-ups and him trying to run an offense is a detriment trade him. I mean, look, I I can't, I can't kill Randall today. He was the best player on the floor in the first half and whatever he did that was wrong in the third quarter. And again, it's coming from me. I I'm, I'm the biggest Randall critic out there. I want Randall traded more than anyone. Um, but I can't, I can't kill. I mean, yeah, I, I I know the player you're talking about. I saw it too. I had the exact same thought. Um, there was another play in the third quarter where like everybody else was on their, on their rotation and he was the last rotation that needed to be made back out to the corner. And he just stood under the basket. And I think it was Josh green who nailed the three. And that was like, right. As the Mavs were making their run. Uh, Yeah, it sucks. It it kills you, but that's part of, that's one of the reasons why I've, I continue to maintain. You're never going to be, you're never going to be a good organization or a good, a good team. If this guy's continues to play a prominent role for you, because the bad's always going to come back. Like you're going to get the good, but the bad's always going to be there. You could survive it. If you're an organization where he is not one of the main figureheads. And when he's having bad games, it's like, all right, dude, you're only going to play 20 minutes tonight because you ain't bringing it. Or you're only going to play 25 minutes tonight. And we're not running the offense through you, or you're not getting your shots. Cause you just don't got it or whatever. Like, that's a, he could be a, he could be part of a good organization, good team with that role, but that role is never going to, never going to materialize here. So, which is why I think they need to trade him. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Luka Doncic uh, loves playing in day games. Why? It's 3 PM and he has the rest of the day free. God. Okay. Uh. Rob Holder, what's going on Rob? If a Tibbs team can't defend, then what are we doing here? Uh no trust in the youth, no identity, no direction. The whole team cu- uh, chucked it today. Yeah, I mean that that speaks to kind of what I was saying to start the show. It's not about trusting the youth as much as it is Well, no, I mean I that's that's one I'll put on Leon that's one I'll put on Leon because because it was a golden it was a golden opportunity there for you when you took over to just like just play the young players. Like you didn't need to go out and get those veterans. You could have gotten one, maybe like bring in, bring in Burks as like your veteran, right? Um but you could have traded Randall, and you could have given Obi all the the longest leash, and you could have given Emmanuel quickly a longer leash, and you could have, you know, to say nothing of last year, the the chicanery that went on last year with with signing Evan Fournier, and like, oh my God, how bad, how bad does Leon Rose look today with the fucking Kemba news? With the GM of the Mavs saying, I forget what his exact words were, but basically saying Kemba's knees a fucking disaster. Do you think that? Do you think that happened overnight? What do you think that, what do you think his knee looked like before the season last year? Like the Knicks could have gotten medicals. I don't know if they did, but they could have gotten medicals. They gave that man two guaranteed years at $9 million a year. And they needed to go jump through all kinds of hoops on draft night to clear, to get his salary out of here to clean clear room for Jalen Brunson. Like and, th- and that speaks to what you're talking about. Like, they were so dead set on trying to milk, continue to milk as many wins as possible, even if it was on the backs of veterans. Even if it was on the backs of veterans who were clearly almost done because of their health with Kemba's case, like, that they didn't just be like, hey, we got Emmanuel Quickly here. We got Quentin Grimes here. We got Deuce McBride here. Like, let's see where the chips fall if we give these guys time, you know? Um, But part of that's on tips, too. A big part of it's on tips, you know, for as much as I defend him. Um, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Matt Smith. Oh, the irony. The one year the front office tried to tank, they finished fourth. And the two years they tried to fail, the, tried to win, they failed miserably. It is hard to see a path moving forward with this group. I, I'm not I'm not giving them a pass that easy. They had a pivot. I will I will say this until well, hopefully not until the day I die, because that means we're still talking about this shitty situation. They were 11 and 14. They were 11 and 14. Julius Randall was playing out of his goddamn mind. He was a monumental asset in that a team could have acquired him. They could have worked out an extension with him. They could have actually um if they really needed to if they really needed the money they could have exercised this player option you know and and made him a free agent that season um maybe you could have pulled off a site. like he was such a great asset at that time Hidden shots like not as good an asset as like one of these stars that gets traded but a really good asset compared to when they got him they were 11 and 14 he was going crazy they didn't trade him they traded for derek rose and they made a push not saying it was we were all so excited about it, and we loved that team. We loved the We Here team. I love that We Here team. It's one of the best seasons we that I've had as a Nick fan. You know, obviously, since the 90s, it's arguably the best. But, like, they could have tanked that year. They could have tanked that year, and they chose not to. They chose not to. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the contribution. Um, uh, Jalen Brunson. They just wanted it more. Dems. 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 Dems some words. Uh, 007 Angelo. It's time to make the hard choices. Stop. Win now. Mode. Trade veterans. Fire Tibbs. Dolan must be red hot. Leon might be forced to do all of the above. Mediocre. I wonder. Huh. You just got me thinking of something like. Is it because Dolan listens to his like Do- Dolan doesn't. D- doesn't have any, any thoughts. Dolan listens to all the people whispering in his ear. He's like, um, I don't know. He's like some inept king on Game of Thrones. And he has all the all the little fingers in the world whispering, you know, in both ears at the same time. I wonder if anybody's whispering to him like, look, dude. Season ticket packages like are like we we got we're doing pretty good with ticket sales. Like we we sold a bunch of season tickets this year. Um like here are our models. Even if we even if our game day sales go down or like this and the other thing, you're not really gonna lose a lot of money. Like, have you have you seen tape of this of this Victor kid? Here. Watch this YouTube clip. I wonder if anybody's going up to him and being like you know, trying to convince him to go that route. And then he walks into Leon's office and being like, why are we not taking for this player? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious though. Curious. Uh, Thanks. 007 Angelo. Hush you with one more fire Leon and code Two. just disgruntled with everyone. I mean, shout out to Walt parent. I think Walt parent has done a nice job drafting. Um, Brock Aller is clearly very creative. I would I would try to sign Brock Aller to a life lifetime contract. Although um going back to Perrin and and it it, it may have been a Leon thing with the CAA and, and, and all that. T- considering Randall was here, considering you he needed a point guard, Halliburton over Obi is it's just, it's going to age really badly. It's going to age really badly. And oh, by the way, Brock Aller with the, with the trading out of 11 to get the three protected first round picks. Like again, it's early, but like Jalen Williams is looking great. So like, I think there's blame to lay up and down in this front office. I I don't, I don't think you're getting, I don't know. I don't think you're getting changes there yet, but um. We'll see. Thanks for the uh, all the contributions.